so it was kind of hit or miss. But also, like, what is this podcast? Glass <laughs> <laughs> I'm so sorry, dear listener. You're right. We really just did go off on the weirdest freaking tangent. Welcome to Matter of Fat, a body positive podcast with Midwest sensibilities. Hi, I'm Kat Palavoda, a local fat feminist and shop owner who's embracing the chill in the air. It's finally fall. I'm joined by my co-host and producer, Soraya Bogani. Hi, I'm Soraya. I'm a fat, multiracial, Minneapolitan millennial who is 96.3% dust. Not <laughs> a fall call-in. Cat's call-in was cute, but I am not made of stardust. I am just made of dust from packing and moving and unpacking and forgetting to drink enough water. I am a husk of my former self. 96.3 <laughs> is so much. It's a clinical decision. Wow. <laughs> yeah, the assessment. <laughs> On Matter of Fat, we're here to talk about the cultural politics of fat liberation with a Midwest perspective. And we're back with another fattish episode. Yes, we're here to dish about all things matter of fat, share what's new with us, and talk about all the fat topics on our minds. Yeah, let's get into it. All right, Kath, let's get into the matter of fat dish. Um, I really like made it seem like we had a million things to dish about, but as we were putting our outline together, we're like, we really haven't Nothing. seen ourselves a ton. And I mean, what's new? Like, we delayed a week because we were busy. I don't know. <laughs> I think that's indicative of why, like, we don't have much to talk about. We right. haven't seen each other. We haven't been able to do anything because we've been so busy. Yeah, we've had fewer um, IRL meets and a lot more like phone and quick, quick virtual things, huh? Yeah, but. We did see each other at Take It Off. <gasps> yeah. Oh, which like was the reason I was busy. Yeah. We went to, uh, or you were so wonderful to come to, one of the Fat Burlesque shows that my shop co-produced with the Rose Academy of Burlesque. Was that like three weekends ago now? Oh my goodness. A whole lifetime ago, it feels like. A while ago, actually. Oh, but it was actually the pictures just came out, though. And that (sighs) was like a fun way to like relive the night, you know? They are so freaking cute. There's a photo of Lindsay, our um, podcast assistant, Kat and I, and it is adorable. And I got to hang out with Lindsay, too, which was really, really nice. Yeah, I'm so glad y'all got to sit next to each other and hang. Um, It was, yeah, Take It Off was great, like usual. It's just incredible to see so many fat people on stage, so many fat people together in, like, celebration and, like, in, I don't know, in this joyful moment together. Mm -hmm. The performances were so on point. I went on Friday, and I know it was, like, three nights of content. Content? I don't know. performances yeah um but friday night it was like magical because the music the movement um and i'm not like a burlesque aficionado but i just like had the best time it was so much fun i would also say i go to a lot of burlesque shows because i just like to support diva and her students and stuff but i don't i don't think i'm a burlesque aficionado either uh, of I loved everything. I loved everyone who performed. And also, I think Friday night was my favorite, too, actually. Ooh, is yeah. it because the final act uh, had <laughs> a little Nas X Honestly, <laughs> pony, <laughs> like, mashed I, up? And- <laughs> I, uh-huh. 
that was i just i fucking lost it there was a group number um of the sweet heat honeys which are like folks who are students and teachers at the rose academy of burlesque um and and they've like kind of started like a a small like group of their own um that performs together i'm not setting this up very well i'm burying the excitement okay but (laughs) at the end like they close out the show with like a a group number that mashed up several songs like Saria alluded to, including Lil Nas X um, and Pony. And I just, and they had like cowboy outfits on. Oh, it was so fucking good. It was, yeah, I, I lost it. It was awesome. It was so good. I just, I think that's part of it too. It's like, these artists can pick any music they want, but the music that everybody picked just aligned with my interest too. And so then I got into it. It was just, it was a really fun night. And yeah, I'd yeah, never that's... been to the 90s before. It was at the gay 90s and that's surprising yeah. to me. Oh, that you've never been before? Yeah, I've been to that's other like, to bars along that area, but not not the 90s. I think I've, I've, I've never like went to the 90s like hang out. I've only went for shows. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Um, gosh, yeah. It was a really fun weekend. And just like tons of shout outs to Diva, my friend Diva Rose and her team at the Rose Academy of Burlesque who really – um put together an awesome show my team also shout out to them we did like some cool stuff as well but it was really diva and her people who did the bulk of the work for the shows um and also i guess while i'm giving shout outs shout out to pasashia who is just like incredible at capturing virtual like the recaps of show like of performers and stuff that she does um when we have events on the recap she'll do on our instagram stories it's just really really good so mm-hmm. shout outs all around shout out to you saraya for coming oh. shout out to everyone who was there oh it was just it was um a lot of build up for that weekend and i think it went really really well yeah yeah also i realize like i am still not someone who's been joining a lot of social um like shows and things like that i i guess I don't know. The world feels like it's over COVID. I'm not. So same. I, yeah. But it was really nice to be in community with other people and feel pretty safe because it was pretty spread out. Lots of folks were wearing masks, not everybody, but it just felt really comfortable in a way that I didn't anticipate. And because of that, I had so much more fun. Oh, I'm so glad to hear that. It was, mm-hmm. I mean, I still feel like that was the most people thing I did I had done for a while and continue to want to do for a while. Mm -hmm. Um, But it did feel more controlled than, um, than other things could be. (laughs) And it sucks. Like, you know, like one of my team members did get COVID. We're not sure if it's from the show, but I'm sure it's related to like the endeavors of that weekend, you know? Um, And so it's not perfect. And, and also like, we were just like, there's such a craving to be back together in real life. And so, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I'm still sitting with like all of the different parts of that, but it's really good to hear that you felt that you felt safer than maybe you anticipated. Yeah, for sure. And more comfortable. It was just a beautiful night and good. I'm so glad we got to do it cuz truly we haven't talked or seen each other except for yesterday when I got oh. to come and like flashback to Cat's closet days. Truly. Um, <laughs> I got to raid your closet. 
And they didn't yeah. have to buy it off of Facebook. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, Soraya, it's so fun because I don't, I mean, I don't know if y'all know that. I don't know if we've talked about this before, but Soraya and I are pretty similar sizes um, and can wear a lot of the same clothes. And that's just been so much fun to be able to like, oh, hey, I like this, but I don't know how you try this on. Oh, my God. It, like you pull it off so much better. It, like, oh, it's just a very fun space for me to be in. I'm delighted um, that you find it fun because I feel like I'm the only one reaping the rewards. <laughs> Oh, I guess because it's yeah. not like I have clothes you can wear. You're mostly right. However, I will. I have one time in mind when you ordered a bunch of that stuff from um, Target and yeah. then you returned a bunch of it, but I got to try it on before you returned it. That That's was true. really fun. I mean, because I, I could have taken it for myself if I wanted, yeah. but I, I didn't end up loving um like loving stuff enough to keep it but it was i was so curious you know that when target does their designer collabs it's like you never know exactly how it's going to be and sometimes uh-huh. it's hard to track down those plus size pieces irl to try on so it's uh, i mean it's very one-sided but not only one-sided <laughs> <laughs> okay but i'm glad you brought that up because i saw the lineup for the next fall target release i just got the ad like today yeah it looks good. interesting so we'll have to keep an eye out for that yeah it comes out the ninth oh so which fast. is yeah that's fast it's soon oh man but mm-hmm. i'm really excited because i got to hang out with you got to catch up yeah and then got a lot of nice like warmer um winter and fall oh, pieces yeah. i'm excited got about so much myself. stuff um yeah. i'll save until personal dish to talk about why i'm so eager to just be like giving ikea bags of clothes to you well let's <laughs> um, just get into that unless there was something else you wanted to talk no, about no there's no matter of fact let's get into more, it. No more. yeah yeah okay. yeah well, um, we know Soraya just made a big move. And Soraya, I'm eager to hear about all of that because you're finally in your new place. Uh-huh. Um, but I'm moving. And so I'm in the space of like packing and purging. And I lived in my apartment building for five years. And so like I'm the kind of person that just like doesn't really care about getting rid of a lot of stuff when I'm in one place but then when I move I'm like okay gone 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 (laughs) gone 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 so I was just saying before we hopped on like before we started recording I made such great progress yesterday I gave you two bags of clothes I have like five bags of clothes to bring to cake I have five bags of things to donate I have I'm like throwing stuff away I went through all my jewelry I'm just like feeling really like purge 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 and pack 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 and it's feeling good so far it's great I think Oh, I mean, similarly, like I was in my place for two years, but then before that, not too far away for like three years. Yeah. So I got rid of some stuff, but not a lot. And it's just, I'm always confronted by how much stuff I have. Granted, like I went from a one bedroom to a two bedroom. So it's not like I have a whole house to pack up, let alone like there are people who have to pack up for their children and like. I can't Ooh. even imagine. Both tools, like yard Garages. Equipment. People have to pack I their garages know. up. Oh, Whoa. disgusting. Not disgusting if you have that, but I'm just like disgusted if I had to do that because inevitably I would have so much stuff because I was quite there. It's like, why do I have so many kitchen utensils? Like, <laughs> I love it. But then when it comes to time to like finding a place for all of them right now, I'm just like slightly overwhelmed, which is yeah. just. I tried to make this moving process as um, stress-free as possible, and yet it's still as stressful, and that's just what it is, I guess. It's hard for me to imagine a moving process free of all stress. I think there's things we can do to make it easier on ourselves, but I think just, like, the nature of moving, and then also just it's change, you know? And Mm -hmm. it's, like, living for a little bit on each end without your full, like, 
you know, comforts around you. Um, And that's, I think it just like kind of wears on us more than maybe we recognize. Yeah. And I, I love where I'm at right now. Um, Like it is so peaceful, so beautiful. It is truly like living in a fall utopia because it's all tree, tree lined, beautiful. Like everybody's out walking their dogs and it just feels there are turkeys in the backyard. (laughs) Oh my gosh. In your backyard, there are turkeys. (laughs) Do they make a lot of noise? No, I think they just come through around like 4.30 every day and they just kind of wander through on their little walkabout and there's bunnies and rabbits and it's just like very, very bucolic. I don't know. It's like, it's very peaceful in a way that my previous place wasn't because I was like basically downtown Minneapolis Mm -hmm. and I enjoyed it. It was close to everything. It, It was the experience that I wanted for a long time until I didn't and now... I'm still in Minneapolis, but just in a quieter spot of it, which I appreciate. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I'm so I'm so happy to hear that you have like a peaceful, lovely backyard kind of outdoor area. That is just it feels like throughout pandemic life that has become even more and more important for everyone to have, you know, like your peaceful outdoor space. Yeah. Yeah. I will say it was really sad. I was cleaning my old place and then I just like took a moment outside to look at the at the city because I had a really beautiful view of, yeah. of Minneapolis. So I was just like having a moment. And then as I was leaving and like knocked on the door of one of my neighbors who I got to know, he's like, yeah, I saw you up there and it looked like you were having a moment. I was like, oh my God, oh, somebody wow. witnessed my like wistful stare. <laughs> How embarrassing. <laughs> but, <laughs> but um. Yeah, it's just a uh, it's it's kind of interesting how in transition I've felt, but then so many of my friends. I had another friend who moved just now. You're moving. Mm-hmm. Um, just like feels like this time in fall is rife with big transitions for people. So yeah, that's yeah. I feel like that is like the theme of my fall too. Is just transition, transition, transition. Yeah. Well, I did have, okay, this is like a personal thing and it's not quite a transition, although it did mark the end of summer, but I got to have a final pool party moment. Did I talk about that before? I don't think so. I don't know. Tell us everything. Okay. Well, Swimply, which we've talked about before, which is where you book it. Friend, friend Rachel, who we've talked about before as well, um, just like randomly booked a pool and was like, hey, whoever can come through, come through. And so it was like a different assortment of people that I don't always get to see or haven't met really before. And then some good friends. And it was so much fun to be at this random, beautiful pool in St. Paul, um, just like looking at the trees starting to change. It was still like 80 or 70 degrees that day. So it was perfect. And I don't know. I, I realized that I want more pool parties in my life. Oh, and- tell, <laughs> tell me about it. That's the, that's the life. That's the way. Oh my God. Yeah. Pool and beach parties. Sign me up. I know. And I didn't take advantage of all the cake beach parties this year. That's but- okay. It was party is not the way it was just like a gathering of people at the beach, you know? I'm more of a pool swimmer, actually. I, I think a lot of is. people are actually. One of my team members was like, I'm not going in the water. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they came in like, you know, we're like, you know, set up on the beach and enjoying like, the sunshine or whatever. But yeah. they're like, I'll put my feet in, I guess. <laughs> like, no, I mean. For, or not a beach person. And I think it's just because I think of every year inevitably on like the news growing up, it'd be people be like, oh, algae issues, oh, yeah. swimmers itch, don't go swimming. And I was like, well, like who found that out? There had to be like oh, the patient of zero of that. 
for that to be found out and I'm not ready for it to be me, I guess. Actually, Nino, like they won't put their nose underwater in the 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 lake or river because Why? like there's um amoebas or there's some kind of brain eating yeah. something. Yeah, and like they've they've instructed Why me to avoid putting my nose under. <laughs> what does the nose have to do with it? Oh, they come in through your nose only and then they like go to your brain and they like it wreak like major havoc on your systems. Yeah. So they can't go through your mouth or your no, ear? No, no. I don't understand. I don't understand it. <laughs> I don't understand. I just listen and say, okay, I won't put my nose in. That's all. <laughs> I trust that they know. They just know yeah. all these like medical things, and I'm like, okay. <laughs> One year on Christmas Day, I watched uh, Monsters Inside Us, or I don't know if that's the title of it, but it's all about like these parasites and things like that. And I feel like that's what Nino has also watched and is um, supporting that no nose under the water level at the local lake. You know, that sounds about right. <laughs> yeah. Okay. okay. Yeah. Oh. Okay, what what else have you been up to? Me? Um, yeah. Oh, <laughs> um, uh, Nino and I went on this like cabin getaway that was like not great, but no. it was comical. Um, in like all the things that went wrong. Um, and I okay, won't... but I think last time we talked, you talked about it like a little getaway that was nice because it was the getaway house. Oh right? yeah. Oh my god, I've done so many. Okay, so. The, like, second half of summer, I did, like, three in a row things. Um, Nino and I went to the getaway house, which, like, has probably advertised to you, dear listener, on Instagram, perhaps as incessantly as it in- advertised to me. It actually was really, really nice. Um, and then I went on, a, like, a mini little cabin moment with my besties and my goddaughter, and that was very fun. Um, and then the third and final, which was the longest, actually, three nights, um, just a couple weekend or weeks ago – um, it was just like comedy of errors level stuff. I won't go into all the things, but I can give you a quick hits of like what was also weird. Um, okay. So it was, I booked it in September thinking like, oh, it'll be a little cooler. It was hot as fuck. It was so hot during the days. Like we, like the idea of like making a fire, to, like cook lunch or whatever. We were just like, absolutely not. We're going to stay in this air conditioned cabin. Uh, we slept so bad, just like comically terrible like so Hmm. bad um and like one night I was like I slept like three hours and I that's not me I'm a great sleeper usually and so it was just (laughs) so weird um it was like uh adjacent to a military base and so nine times a day bugles uh called starting at 5 55 a.m um there were bugs everywhere inside so like we had a lot of bug issues and that was very frustrating and just like gross for us um and i'm talking like i i i think i'm pretty i i've actually become more chill about bugs because nino is very not into bugs and so like I, i sort of am the kind of person where like especially around bugs maybe around other things when like someone else is freaking out i can keep it cool when i actually would love to freak out like if i could be the Mm -hmm. freak out one i would be happy to but i can't be so i won't be but like Mm -hmm. even for me it was in that space it was really testing me (sighs) and then the kick my face right now i know this is an audio medium but i'm like grimacing and so disgusted thinking about bugs they were (laughs) in the bed they were it wasn't bad bugs but like the bugs had like um they had reached the bed perimeter. It was just or breached the perimeter. Maybe the <laughs> it was just really bad. Okay, but then the worst thing was, and the last night, um, the in our cabin, the cabin was beautiful, by the way, minus the bugs. Um, 
the fire, it was like uh, 1 a.m. in the the morning and the fire alarm kept going off and we, there wasn't a fire. We're like, there's no smoke. There's no fire. We don't know what's going on. And like the people at the campground couldn't figure it out. They had to call the freaking fire department who couldn't figure it out. They're Uh. like, no smoke, no fire. Nothing's hot. This is weird. And then they discovered it was like a wire tripping um, in the mechanism of the smoke alarm or detector itself that was oh like causing God. a little like put, that could have started a fire. It was like kind oh of possibly like um, sparking. So we had to like switch cabins at 2 a.m. And it was just, Ugh. oh, my God, it was so weird. And but Nino and I both were like, well, if I had to like go through this weird thing, I'm glad I went through it with you. Um, yeah. And I felt the same way. And also, it wasn't all bad. Like, we had some fun moments. My dad came and made us dinner. It, it was like um, we ate some good meals and played a lot of crossword puzzles. And, like, it was it was good, but it was not good, you know? Oh, were there bugs in the new cabin? Yes, but less. <laughs> not the right answer, no. my friend. And that was – it was 2 a.m. on the last night, so it really was just, like, grab our PJs and go. Yeah. And then, like, came back to the one and, and yeah, it was so <sighs> interesting. And actually, as I say this, I still have to email them back. I'm, like, shocked they didn't refund me, actually, because it was just yeah. – I wasn't – I didn't make a stink about it, but I was just, like, very clear, like, hey, all these things went wrong. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, it was just really – it was just – I don't know. It was just so – weird slash bad but also like in a way that is kind of comical so uh yeah there's that also i think like my rib popped out of place or something what i know i had a lot of like weird pains and that was one of them getting older i tell you like weird stuff happens you know (laughs) when like you hear people talk about like their back being thrown out I'm always like, what does that mean, though? Like, what does that feel like? Like, what is that referring to? You know, people tell you when their back gets thrown out, right? That's like a thing you've heard people say. I've heard people say it, but I think soon you will know it. Well, like, this wasn't my back necessarily. It was my shoulder. But I was like, oh, this is it. This, like, weird pain that just, like, pops out of nowhere because you did something you don't know you did. And then, like, no amount of, like, stretching or painkillers or, like, creams will, like, totally take the pain away. And you have to, Mm -hmm. like, work through your day with this pain. It's just so weird. But what solved it for me was the chiropractor. She did like a thing and then the next morning I woke up and it was like almost perfect. So wow. for me, it was like pretty short lived. But again, like I experienced it the whole time we were at the cabin. So that was kind of meh. But OK, this is not quite the same, but it is a little similar because I know you can appreciate this because you had glass in your foot at one for point a month. for like yes. a long time. Yeah. So while I was packing uh, at my old place, I was very silly and foolish and wasn't wearing like socks or shoes or anything. And I definitely stepped on something. And I was like, ah, what is this? Thinking it was just like grit yeah. or something on the Piece floor. Piece of sand, whatever. I wiped it off. No, something was in my foot Shit. and I couldn't get it out. <gasps> and I felt it for like many, many days. And then all of a sudden it was gone. Uh-huh. So like, what? Feet are so smart. I don't know if we talked about this on the pod, but thank you for bringing it up, Soraya. Yes, yeah. I had a piece of glass in my foot for four whole weeks. They tell you on the internet if it's in there for more than two weeks, you're supposed to go to the doctor. But I did not want to because like what you what you experienced, I think what normally happens, like something yeah. gets in your foot and your foot does an awesome job of just kind of like pushing it out, you know, but it took days and I kept looking at it. I couldn't get it out. I knew where it was. Yeah. 
I couldn't see exactly what it was. It was painful. Yeah. Um, but it's kind of like what you were saying. It's like, well, you just have this thing and you kind of keep working through it. Yeah. Until something either helps or it doesn't. Yeah. So. Did you find, I guess it's a different type of season, but like for me, when I had the glass in my foot for so long, it was really painful <laughs> to walk barefoot. But if I had socks and shoes on, I actually like was pretty comfortable. Yeah, it was fine. I did need to wear like shoes. Mm -hmm. And also I had like these orthotics in my shoe that are like pressure point ones. Mm -hmm. And so if the pressure point was right on it, it was actually incredibly excruciating. Yeah. So it was kind of hit or miss. But also like, what is this podcast? (laughs) (laughs) I'm so sorry, dear listener. You're right. We really just did go off on the weirdest freaking tangent. Oh my god. It's a personal dish and we are fat. So I'm so fat at Jason, but like what a weird Oh brother. I'm sorry, this is so good. Also, I'm hearing my laughs are kind of like echoing a little bit. I am in the closet, but it's like there's a lot less in here because I'm moving. <laughs> it. It's not yeah. absorbing the sound as well. Okay. I hope your neighbors are just hearing you laugh. Oh my gosh. Actually, the upstairs neighbors moved out too, which is why I haven't heard them in a while. Um well, perfect. Yeah. So anyway, we're all just being loud separate okay <laughs> um that's probably enough personal dish don't you say enough. Yeah. i think we hazard getting into like more medical history and weird <laughs> things if we don't stop now so okay let's move to some media dish okay what's what have you been consuming well you know all summer i watched big brother it is done and the person i wanted to win won and actually i didn't she wasn't my favorite from the start but she became my favorite um kind of mid-season through and then especially at the end it was like well i don't want any of these other people to win i want you to win she is the first black woman who has won big brother u.s and she that's also broke another record of winning like america's choice because there's always you know people vote on their favorite contestant um during like at kind of the end and then they announced it on the finale night and she was the first person ever to win both the comp- the competition and also um america's choice and so that was really really exciting hmm. yeah that's wild though in 2022 i agree yeah oh yeah no no, no. like there have not been a lot of people of color who have won, a lot of black folks who have won Big Brother um, for lots of reasons, mainly just like the way they cast it. Often what would happen is the people of color would get knocked out first and then the women would get knocked out and then it was just like some white guy who would win. Um, hmm. But recently, the last couple of years, CBS has made a commitment to have more BIPOC folks on their reality shows. And I think they even said like they or their goal is to have like half the cast be BIPOC. Um, hmm. And it's just made for better TV. It's just like yeah. fancy that when you have a more diverse Weird. group, like how much more compelling uh, this show is. It's it's really cool. Mm-hmm. So anyway, really exciting a Taylor one. And what was great is like it was down to Taylor and this guy Monty who and actually I lost the 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 bestie draft because Monty was on my team, but Taylor was on Margot's team, one of my best friends, but I still wanted Taylor to win. Um, And it was these two folks and both of them had played a really good game, but like the guy Monty had been like kind of um, poised as a leader, like as a, as a top contender from the start. Whereas Taylor really the first, like there were five weeks where she sat on the block to get voted out. And she just like, 
crawled her way to the top and like really had to um, do a lot of bullshit to appease the other house guests and just like deal with a lot of just like unfair stuff that happened to her. And she handled it. I, she's just an incredible woman. So I'm just so happy she won. And also I'm happy Big Brother is done. That's like a big commitment for TV for the summer. <laughs> yeah, it is a big TV commitment. But you also get so much joy out of it, which I still I still don't think I've ever seen a full episode. You of don't Big need Brother. to. But <laughs> I think about how much time you pour into it and then you go turn around and say, ah, you don't need you it. You don't need it. <laughs> <sighs> well, that's good. Okay. So if that's done, what has that allowed time for I'm just, for you? you know, a lot of shows are coming back, which I'm excited about. You know, many of the shows I'm talking about are the crime dramas that I watch, unfortunately. Mm. I thought you were going to talk about my favorite shows right now, but no, okay. absolutely Well, I not. think we probably do share one because Abbott Elementary is back, and I, I love, love that it show. Yep, so it's much, so good. It is, and I'm so glad they got all that Emmy, oh, like, yeah, deserved applause, mm-hmm. yeah, and mm-hmm. acclaim. Yeah, very well, absolutely deserved. well deserved. So yeah, Abbott Elementary should take our time, not the. There, well, I will mention it briefly. There was a three, like uh, the all the series, all the SVUs that are on on Thursday nights. All three of them were in one season premiere crossover event. It was great. Um, but <laughs> <laughs> that is uh, that happened, and now we're just on to regular SVU or regular Law and Orders. I watch all of them um, programming, and then the only other show I would bring up uh, before we get to hear about your shows, which I'm eager to do. I have been, I just yesterday I got sucked in um, to that series on Netflix called Mo by the comedian Mo Ammer. Um, It's good. I kind of started to pay attention to him because he's like a a large guy. He's a fat man. And I was like, okay, let's let me hear more about you. And he is um, a Palestinian guy who is, or I guess his family is Palestinian. He's lived in Houston his whole life. And I think the show, it's unclear to me, like how much of it mirrors his actual life and how much of it is like a little bit embellished because some wild stuff is happening on the show. Um, but it's very interesting and it's good. And I, I mean, I love to see like a fat leading character and there's a couple other fat characters, but one of the fattest characters in the show is like a bad guy. So I don't know how I feel about that. Mm. Um, but I'm just finding myself really captivated by this show. I think he's funny too. I think he's funny and cool. Um, and so if it was just that, I'd be like, I think a big fan. But what I do know of him is that he's besties with Dave Chappelle and Dave mm. Chappelle sucks and is just like canceled and just transphobic. And we don't like him. Um, mm-hmm. And so that's a little hard to reconcile. But it's also like I like seeing this guy, especially like in a larger body, like being front and center in a show like this. So I don't know. Have you watched that show at all yet? No, no. I know about Mo Amr's stuff. Um, I don't know when I first started hearing about him. It was a while Mm -hmm. ago. But I haven't watched it on Netflix yet. Um, I like his stuff, but I think that's what's hard about anybody that you begin to like is you see how they have, like, connections to other folks in the industry. And you may or may not, like, 
right. what those people have right. to say, too. Well, and actually, in his stand-up, because he's a stand-up ep- a series, or not series, stand-up, what is it, special on Netflix, too? He talks about how Dave Chappelle gave him COVID. And I'm like, dude, you're friends enough with Dave Chappelle to get COVID from him? I don't like that. I don't like, I shouldn't like you. But. I don't know. It's hard. Or maybe that's not the, the way we should be thinking about things. It's just conflicting. But kind of as we've discussed, like, everyone sucks. So it's difficult to when people are constantly disappointing <laughs> us to find, like, the things that we can enjoy or can support, you know? Yeah. Or, like, how much we do or don't know about stuff. True. And, like, how that colors it, too. For, like, for instance, like, I watched the new Hocus Pocus that just dropped. Um, but the whole time I'm, like, not able to get into it because was it Bette Midler and being super transparent lately. (laughs) That's just like, wow, like this is a really interesting, like uh, cornerstone for a lot of Americans and like their Halloween, Halloween, like feelings and thoughts. And I love the original and now I'm watching this one and I am like, okay, well one, is it going to be a good reboot? And two, should I even be watching it so that I support these other comments that are coming out yeah. from that. It's yeah. also hard too. Cause like, I'm sure we're going to talk about the Kardashians and it's like, why am I spending so much time? Like, like ragging on like Mo Ammer when like we watch the fucking Kardashians, you know, like, <laughs> I Bro, don't know. I don't, I, don't I just know. watched like the first episode. Mm-hmm. It is hard to watch this yeah. season. So the first episode is all about Chloe's baby and breakup stuff and but primarily baby and then the rest of it is like more like the episodes from last season. Did you watch the second episode yet? No, I just saw the okay. first one. The second one it starts to just get more like you're used to. And at the beginning it's like this was filmed 6 months before all the previous thing was they I think they just knew everyone was going to be so curious about the Chloe stuff and maybe like mean about it so they just like put it all in one, you know? Yeah, and I don't even care about that stuff. I'm just, like, icked out by the way they think about babies. I agree. And how it is a blessing and doesn't matter that, like, it's through this really traumatic relationship that, like, the baby is still important. It's like, sure, but also, like, your daughter's mental health is, like, being messed up majorly from this and you keep trying to tell her to look on the bright side. Like... I don't know. I don't know. Their whole like, ooh, I, yeah, it's, it's like edging too close to the reality of what the Kardashians is versus what I like to consume mm-hmm. through their show. I also think like it's interesting. I don't know how. Oh my god! I just did a thing. You know where Michael Scott begins the begins the thing and doesn't know where it's going. <laughs> I like you mean every conversation I've ever I like had. I had the idea, and then I, when I started talking, I didn't remember what the idea was. Oh, oh no! Okay, wait. You were talking about Chloe, babies, blessings, mental health. I oh my god! I just, I absolutely lost it. I'm so sorry that I even interjected at all. That's okay. That's okay. You know what I'm sorry what? about. How Rutherford Falls got canceled. Yeah, but you, so I haven't watched the new season and you had mentioned it wasn't as great as the previous, huh? Well, I want to do a clarification. Sure, 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 sure. Because it's not even that it wasn't as great. I think it was just as great. I just wasn't as into Mm -hmm. it. So I think last time we were talking about it, I was like, I'm cooling on it. 
not because of the quality of the show. I think the quality of the show is just fine. It just wasn't what I was interested in watching at the mm-hmm. time. So I am particularly sad yeah. that Peacock isn't continuing to stream it. Also, I think it's kind of a cop out that they only had it on Peacock to begin with. Oh, I think with. it was probably set up for, well, I don't know if it was set up for failure, but it wasn't set up for success in the same way it would have been had it been on network television. Exactly. Fully exactly. agree. So, yeah, that's a reminder mm-hmm. I got to get into that um, that that last season of Rutherford Falls. Yeah. Um, something I am enjoying quite a bit is Reservation Dogs, which Janish Meeting, who's in Rutherford Falls, is also yeah. on. It is so freaking good. It is just really, really incredibly well done and really engaging. The characters are wonderful and I don't know. I, I I like it a lot. It's one of my favorite shows. It came on like it just like, you know, when you end a show on Hulu, like another one will pop up. Um, and mm. Nino and I were watching TV the other night and it popped up and we're like, oh, yeah. Why have we not started this yet? So it's great. Yeah, question. A, a fair question. Um, when I'm watching <laughs> all this bullshit. Yeah, <laughs> it's on the list. <laughs> there's a lot to watch though so like what i'm excited about is all these shows have just come back so reservation dogs just started up again atlanta the final season is going on yeah and especially since they held off for so Mm -hmm. long um it's quite quite engaging i'm enjoying it a lot um yeah we already talked about abbott elementary so it's been nice to have a reoccurring weekly show i did get excited about Great British Bake Off and then realized they're doing only weekly releases. So I'm going to wait to watch it until I can watch it. What was it like before with Great British British Bake Off? Well, I think they were just, I don't know if they were licensing it through the BBC or whatever on Netflix, but um, before they would get the whole season. So you could just watch the whole season in Mm -hmm. one go. And now they're doing weekly releases, which is like, that's not why streaming Mm -hmm, is great. mm -hmm. Streaming is great because it just comes out all Mm -hmm. at once and you can watch everything you want. Um, so hey, speaking yeah. of BBC and a show that might also be in a final season, has the last season of um Killing Eve come out anywhere that we can watch besides the BBC yet? Oh, I don't this know. This is like an old, a little bit of a deeper cut because I feel like the last season of it was like a year ago, and I was like, okay, when I can stream it all at once, I'll watch it, and then I forgot about it until recently. I don't know, and also, I've always been lacking on knowledge about killing eve for whatever reason but i love it. it so much i know but i just don't pay attention because it goes off my radar for a while also when do we get to stream that second season of the the one the show with rose is it montefeo and the other oh yeah Starstruck. and now it's already oh live God, where have i been oh it's on, on hbo, HBO. I why did I buy HBO? Girl, I don't go on that app hardly you ever. You got it for a star yes. truck. You got it for a It was truck? so good, too. Yeah, I got so much TV to watch. Um, okay, one other thing that I want to say about Great British yeah. Bake Off, which like is fat-related, mm-hmm. is that one of the hosts um, is, is like no longer fat, and it, it distinctly reminds me of like our sadness and losing like idols yeah we talked about that Um, and like how it's complex because we shouldn't idolize people at any given rate and because they are still people and like people are fine to change their body shape and body size for various reasons but it just makes me sad because i really enjoyed um that representation on the show 
Yeah, especially uh, it's because I don't watch the Great British Bake Off, but it really sounds like like a very wholesome show um, about food. And so in that sense, I can imagine how it does sting a little bit, even maybe harder when, you know, people who you're used to seeing are fat and then all of a sudden aren't anymore. Yeah. yeah. Yep. But that's that's that on media, I guess. Okay. Do we got any other fat things you want to talk about? I mean, you, as far as like fat yes. dish, we get into yes, the fat Yes, the dish? true fat dish. Let's um, get into it. <laughs> I don't know. I think it's always hard for us because we talk about things because they come up. So when it comes time to actually discuss it on the pod, it's like, what have we talked about? What haven't we talked about? I guess the most prolific thing on my um, news feed from various social media mm-hmm, <laughs> points mm-hmm. of reference. It's just like how much people love to hate Lizzo, which is like, ugh, I can't even, it's like, it feels uh, trite talking about it right now. But I think back to our first ever episode, our like very, very, very first matter of fat, fat recording, where we talked about how Lizzo was a flautist, but like people didn't know it because it was back in 2018. Right, right. And now she's like the most well-known flautist that to exist and how cool that she partnered with the library of congress to highlight you know this artifact and play it and yet there are so many people who are hating Wait, on what her. was the artifact um, again whose flute did she play oh james madison it was a flute that was made for james madison a crystal got it, flute. got it got it okay yeah um and so i think she was the first person to ever play it too cool. That I mean, that we know of, anyways. I guess maybe James Madison really liked to play the flute. I don't know. <laughs> I, I clearly could have done more research on this, but there's just a lot of people who are thinking like, "Oh, this is really harmful." But I saw one tweet that was like, "The thing about this is that the people who are having an issue with her playing it would have had an issue if she broke it. They would have had an issue if she didn't play it and was offered it. They are just having an issue with a fat black woman having any type of relationship to power." Or like historical claim, and there and it is. Like, mm, ain't mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, and there it is. Yeah, that's yeah. so interesting. I mean, so. you're right. There's so many people who like are just so eager to be upset with Lizzo, kind of regardless of what she's doing. Like they'll find a way to be upset no matter what, you know. Um, right. Because of yeah. who she is. I also think that, like, on the flip side, well, not the flip side. What's interest? What's interesting to me is like I feel like there are more messages I hear or like not messages that's wrong. Cause that's like in, indicates like, you know, from the media, I guess I'm just thinking of like people. It feels like there's more people around me, um, around cake who like just put Lizzo on the highest pedestal. Um, and it's almost like the opposite, like whatever she does, it's like, this is, this is, this is the, the scripture <laughs> that I need to move forward with, you mm. know? Um, and so it's just interesting how like one woman can be doing the same thing and, and just the way it's received by others is just so, but you know, the vast spectrum of folks around us is just so varied. Um, yeah, yeah. I don't know. Lizzo will, has been, and will continue to be a, just such a topic on this pod from literally the beginning to the very end. Well, I think that's for a number of reasons. The disparity of enough people who are fat, who like proclaim that they love themselves yeah. And also 
It is hard to be that one person in the spotlight. That's a lot of pressure for her to deal with on a regular basis. I can only imagine. Yeah. Yeah. And I love, I love Lizzo so much. And also I want more people who get to be talking about the things she's talking about um, in, in such public spaces. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I'm going to be better for everybody, including her, you know, for sure. For sure. Yeah. Hey, I had a fat thing that I didn't put on our outline that I was think- that maybe I'll mention if yeah. that's okay. This what is if like I said a- no. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> you yes, could. Of course. No, I would never. Never mind. It's a mix between fat dish and personal dish, Ooh, actually. Um, saucy. so it's le- it's I guess like a bit of an observation or just like a oh moment I wanted to share around fatness. Um, I went with my boyfriend to just like a group gathering for an old coworker who was moving, um, and. Everyone we interacted with was a delight and I got to meet some of like their work people that I hadn't met quite yet and kind of re-meet a few people that I had met just in passing. Anyway, it was nice. But there was maybe like 15 of us sitting outside and I looked around the circle and I was like, oh my God, we're the only two fat people here. Mm. And Soraya, there are so few situations where I am not in among a group of fat people like situations that i choose to be in Mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying like okay i'm in the waiting room somewhere sure i'm the only fat person but like a social setting where it's only like me and my partner who are the fat folks among people who are not fat it's like i know this is what some people experience literally every day of their life most people Um, most people experience every day of their life but i just like it is i don't know it was really and I think it was coupled with the fact that, like, I was having, like, a bit of a weird body and style day. Mm. Um, I just, like, didn't like what I was wearing. I didn't like what my hair was doing. I was, like, nervous about meeting people. Um, and I was, like, Ugh. And then I got there and was, like, feeling a little more insecure. And it's, like, oh, my God. It's because there's no other fat people here. Um, and I don't know why I feel inclined to share this anecdote. Just, like, I think it is just um, what so many folks of us experience all the time um and yeah it was just really weird and like so i guess in in summary or like in closing of my anecdote uh hey i'm sorry if you are the only fat person in all these spaces because it sucks a lot (laughs) even if everyone is great even if everyone is wonderful it's very weird um and it's yeah i don't know i don't like it soraya I guess I'm like I'm lucky and also I am not in your position so I am more inclined to be in spaces where I am the only fat person. Yeah. Um when was the last time that you think you were readily in spaces that I don't know weren't that I like chose to be in? That's yeah. the thing the choosing of it, you know? Right. <sighs> Honestly, Like, the last time I can think of was when I lived in New Orleans and I was part of uh, the one in New Leaders Council, my cohort, my 2015 cohort. I was the only fat person. There were some curvy people, but I think I was the only fat person there. And that's like a group I chose to be around, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, And some like friendly things that I would do with coworkers and my NLC folks. So New Orleans, I think, was the last time I remember being in spaces where like I was the only fat person um in the bunch that's a long time ago i know yeah um yeah i would say i'm primarily in spaces where i'm like the only fat person like i think most people are too so it's like okay woe is you cat you were in one (laughs) thing and it was weird you know like (laughs) and i know you're sorry was like so genuine and like 
useful because it does suck. And also I think it's hard to hear because I think a lot of people don't even know what it would be like to not be in that space on a regular basis. Yeah. I'm just like really, um, I think it's like sinking in more and more that like the, what I'm used to experiencing personally is like very different from what everyone is used to experiencing. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think within that, I'm also being kind of more aware of like, so I don't know if I have good advice, you know, like, I don't know if I have, I don't know if my advice well, like really lands because I don't know, it's not what I have to deal with, you know? True. And also it's not like you haven't ever had to deal with that, nor will you in the future. I mean, things yeah. will change. There will be yeah. inevitably times when you are not in a majority of comfortable people who understand or like can fathom. I guess that's the other thing that I have trouble grappling with is because just because somebody's fat doesn't mean they have the same um values that i do. agree yeah yeah and yeah. so mm-hmm. more likely sure but not mm-hmm. always and so that's the tricky yeah. part of that that's how i feel when i'm with my family like my step siblings mm-hmm. um like at christmas for instance like most of the adults in the room are fat but like i'm the only one who to my knowledge who like has more radical values around that you know yeah and it's almost like that to me is more important and I don't know why but it's more of like how are we looking at ourselves and the world around us and how we interact with it Mm -hmm. um it's tricky though it's very tricky I don't know you also had to make things happen for you to live in this environment um and make choices that opted you out of the kind of general populace (laughs) you're right um and that took hard work and that was a lot of choices that didn't allow for you to have the type of comfort that like say i have in my regular job that Mm -hmm. puts me in positions to be with people who aren't of my same body size yeah that's true also i'm just really like keenly aware that i have like a pretty distinct fat bias like toward fat people (laughs) um true like i was i don't know what i was oh this came up in a fat chat recently for cake i was sharing that like if I'm at the bank or anywhere and there's three tellers that are open, I'm going to the fattest one. Like that is just like h- how I will do it. <laughs> um, if, if I'm at, you know, like I, this happens a lot when I go in to check in at the doctor. Um, usually there's not a line. There's several people open. I'm headed to the fattest one. I just am always, I don't know if I could live a life where it was just interacting with fat people. I would maybe consider it. That's so curious. I know. It's weird, huh? It is. And I don't think we had time to dive to into the that? psyche of it. Wait, that's not the fat dish you wanted? What? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. It's weird. It's weird and maybe not healthy. Thanks for letting me air my dish yeah. here in the fat dish it's segment. the dish. We didn't say oh, it's yeah. right or the wrong. No, it's just, no, it's just uh, unpacking unpacking cat's fat mind. Okay. <laughs> um, I do have one other thing that I would like to include in the fat dish. Okay. Um, which is just like a recognition that this podcast is ending and y'all, you might be interested in hearing more rad fat content, um, hearing fat stories, fat narrative, because I mean, I hope you are anyway in all things, but we won't be here to help make that happen. So I wanted to share a recommendation for where you might find some things like that moving forward now and, you know, whenever. I really have come recently to enjoy very much this. um, It's like I'm most familiar with it through an Instagram page. I think they have a YouTube as well called Style Like You with like the U is just the U, not Y-O-U. 
Um, and I, if you aren't familiar with what I'm saying, I bet you've seen something from them. It's like they've existed for years and they interview folks. And the setup is that like someone is sitting in on a stool in front of a brick wall, fully clothed. And then they answer questions about themselves while they take their clothes off. Um, kind of as like a visual representation of like, you know, peeling all of like the things away and like getting at who they really are, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, this has been going on for years and years and years, but recently I feel like they've had some really good fat folks on and it's been really delightful to hear just their stories. Um, I, I tend to consume them in quicker bits from Instagram reels, but I know you can watch the full interviews on their YouTube. Um, and so I'd like to link that in the show notes and I would just like to provide that as a recommendation for where to hear fat people sharing their stories, not exclusively fat people. And also a heads up that the, to my knowledge, the two folks who operate um, this, who conduct these interviews are not fat, Um, but I've been really interested and kind of invested in the stories of fat folks that have been shared recently. So for that reason, I wanted to recommend this. Cool. Yeah. Looking out. Yeah. I'll link it in the show notes. Let us know what your favorite is. And actually maybe someday here on the matter of fat Instagram story, I could share a bunch of my faves. Yeah. That's a good idea. Um, well, I think that closes out the fat dish then, yeah? Yeah. And before we go, we wanted to share uh, an update from one of our past guests. You might remember Koichi McGregor from our Men as a Matter of Fat episode in – sorry, was that season three? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Koichi sent us a little audio memo um, with some updates about his life. And it's interesting. He talks about being in a Levi's campaign recently, um, some stuff that happened with his Instagram, and just shares some thoughts about, like, patience and flexibility. And we're so excited to be able to share a little update from Koichi. Hey, this is Coach McGregor. I modeled for Levi's last year, and it was a truly another accomplishment in my modeling career for sure. I was the first model to get photographed and shot at, and they actually asked me what type of music I wanted to listen to during the shoot. And it was a big production with lights and everything, and I've never heard that you can choose music to groove to while getting photographed and everything. And it was truly amazing feeling for sure. Uh, being the big and tall bottle for Levi's for their spring collection and everything. It was, it was just a really great shoot overall. And actually you can check out on the Levi's website. It's on the off the cuff section of the 501 denim, um, how to wear 501 denim and how to wear the 90s edition. I was the second look on the website and everything. And the campaign is coming out slowly but surely these couple of months and everything. So check that out for sure. Recently in March, my Instagram got hacked. And I really, really was feeling discouraged and disappointed and sad because I put all my hard work into it and everything. I was asking my friend for advice and my one of my friends told me that, that there'll be bigger and better opportunities in the universe for you, more open doors since my Levi campaign is coming out and 
all this different stuff. And it really gave me a perspective where I really thought that I should take that. Pretty much it it motivated me to start my page again. And finally, I got my Instagram handle back, but I didn't get my page back. But I'm really happy now the page got shut down fully. And I, it's better to start fresh and new and I'm truly happy. Uh, you can actually follow me on Instagram now at Koichi, M-Y-N-I-C-H-I, Koichi Mainichi. What I think differently now than before is I gotta have patience, you know? it Nothing happens instantly overnight and I really, really am more patient with myself and everything takes baby steps, you know? Little by little, the momentum will build up for sure. And I really, really am more patient with everything I do. And I go with the flow and take it easy, you know? Uh, patience is a virtue for sure. And to all the curvy people out there, love yourself also, you know? Love yourself, embrace your curves. And be proud of who you are, you know? It's really important to show love and light in this world during this difficult time we're having. But at the same time, cherish it for sure. And I want to thank Ken and Soraya for letting me share what I've been up to and what do I think differently and what I've, like... What what has been up to with my life? I love you. Thank you so much. Just like summer, this episode is quickly coming to a close. Oh, okay. That is the most Midwestern thing you could do, Soraya. Talk about the weather mm-hmm. and compare it to our pod. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, we could make this goodbye last approximately an hour if we really wanted to lean into that Midwestern trope. Okay, while that would be tempting, I need to remind you that you have to edit this out. So I think in the interest of time on many levels, we should wrap her up. Wrap her up. Okay. Visit our website, www.matterfatpod.com to find show notes, transcripts, info about Matter Fat, access to older episodes, or a link to our fat cash via Venmo. Yeah. Check out our website, and we'd love it if you could send us some Matter of Fat love in the form of fat cash on Venmo here in our fifth and final season. Yeah, and then we could be shouting you out here on our next episode. We would love to. And same, we'd love to shout you out if you also thought about giving us a little review in Apple Podcasts or Fat Cash. We appreciate you all, and we hope you'll subscribe, rate, and review our podcast wherever you catch Matter of Fat. Yeah, until next time when we're back with another episode of Matter, Matter of Fat. Matter of Fat. Matter of Fat.